The following podcast may be explicit. Shedcast presents Adventures from the Shed, a tabletop RPG podcast. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. Pull up your favorite chair in the shed and join us as we leap forward a few levels with Nessalus, Calamte, Truk, and Elena after a siege at the monastery. The party is awarded special items from the sensei as we get started. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, and welcome back to The Shed for Adventures from the Shed. You can find us online, of course, at adventuresfromtheshed.com, as well as many other places like Google, Bing, Stitcher Radio, Radio, Google+, iTunes. We're even on YouTube. We're even on YouTube. We just had a Halloween special go out. We're very uh, excited to have people watch that. It's a lot of fun. Hope you enjoy it. Why if do you, you do laugh? Find it. Um, because... It was fun to do. Yes, We're going to go around the table and say hi, starting with... Hi, everyone. This is Mickey. I play Nessalus, who is the warlock and tiefling of the crew. Go ahead, James. JJ here, playing uh, Calamity, the vengeance paladin um, of capitalism. <laughs> hey, everyone. This is Kurt. I am playing the human monk, Trukiajrij, uh, and I'm glad to be back after missing a couple of rounds of adventuring. You were petrified. I was petrified. Hey guys, this is Brittany. Um, I'm dying. Yes, that is Brittany. <laughs> I'm playing Elena, the human fighter. Brittany has um, a, a difficulties with her voice today, which will mean incessant picking on, from me at least, and possibly from others. From everyone. Uh, yeah, I, we can hope. I expect and hope for him. <laughs> so we're going to pick up pretty much where we left off last time. When we last left our adventurers, the two women were dragging the statued men, as well as the children from Tijon, into the monastery to be healed or depetrified, or technically cast restoration upon, for uh, from the sensei within the monastery. And do you remember his name, Kurt? Because I say Rajan. Rajan. R e i s h a n. Rajan was helping them out, and over a day or two, well, actually maybe two days or so. Um, <clears throat> The sensei, after um, uh, casting the spell resting, casting the spell resting, because it's at the limit of his clerical ability, uh, he was able to um, depetrify those that were petrified. And during that time, um, the monastery began being surrounded by Naga. And Naga are these large snake creatures. Technically, the, uh, as a monster manual reference, they are monstrosities. And they uh, are specifically spirit Nagas. These are spell-casting large snake creatures, about numbered between 20 and 30 uh, around the monastery at different times. And they started, after a day of assembling, they started to lay siege to the monastery. And it was all ranged spell attacks. And they hang around for a little while. During that time, the characters' fortitude and bravery and the skills of the monks are able to hold them at bay. And what we're going to do for a little while now is we're going to describe things that happened during this battle without actually playing it all out, just some memories that we're gathering from this battle. And each person at the table has different things that they'll mention, and we'll record that and have some fun with it. Who wants to go up first? Um, I can go first. Uh, so, in the process of leveling up, um, oh, that's another point. Um, JJ, you want to mention what level we went to for? Each yeah, game? we uh, we everyone leveled to level seven as part of this uh, prolonged battle, and as part of that, um, and the Naga's spell slinging 
Incessant spell slinging. Um, Incessant. Yeah, they are throwing at uh, lightning bolts, trying to dominate people, hold person, using um, like mage hand to throw things around inside the place. It was just a mess. So as a matter of necessity, uh, Calamity um, gained the ability to uh, resist spells with a greater fortitude. Um, He now has a plus three to all saving throws which should make it much, much more difficult to actually affect him with a spell. So did he spend a lot of time throwing himself in front of spells? Yes, yes, others? he did. And yeah. uh, that, that's primarily what it was, is uh, he made himself a target for the spells, and like he would try to uh, draw them into himself, and then he'd retreat back to the um, back lines and heal himself up and then yeah. make, him, make his way back up. The monks would definitely help with the healing as well. But yeah... Um, Another thing is, uh, unfortunately, at some point, uh, when the Medusa showed back up, the illustrious Elena um, lost her cool. And her voice. And her and voice. Her voice. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I overheard her exclaiming that you can't come back more than once, mm. which... Um, you can't do that. Did it, she it, cry foul? She did. She cried. She, she cried. cried snake, actually, she cried a lot. Wow. She cried, screamed, and completely lost it. There's no take backsies. Yeah, no do overs. And uh, so, at, at some point, I got to her um, meltdown. I would have pulled her aside and um, attempted to reason with her and calm her, and um, you know, work her resolve back into something that can be defended. And with that, I would have mentioned that, you know, what this snake is doing isn't um, reincarnation magic. It's something else. It's definitely not mm-hmm. actually coming back to life. She's just not dying. Okay. Yeah, it's not. I mean, one of the things you could use to explain to her, it's not even magic. It's just something of that creature, right? Yeah. Right. Fair enough. Who else wants to throw a couple of things out there? Kurt. Uh, I, I'm happy to go. So go uh, this was this was a major battle uh, at home. I mean, this is why we our characters are up to level level seven. So this yeah, lasted this is, for this is like a month of battle uh, with um, with about thirty challenge rating eight creatures uh, plus all the help of the monks and you guys. It's it's a very it. it, it pretty much would be very little quarter at any given time. Right. So because it was such a major battle, it was a major learning experience for all of us yes. in terms of actual skills and also what we got to see. So um, there's far far more happened than we could recount, but a few highlights. You know, um, There were coordinated efforts, there was strategic planning, and then there were a lot of us doing separate things at separate times as part of the battle. And one of the highlights for Truk at one point, he went out of the monastery, uh, and the monastery is up higher than the surrounding lands, as you described last week. Um, and at one, you know, on one side, there's kind of a cliff, and there's pine trees that come out. And at one point, he actually planned and took um, vials that were basically bombs of alchemist fire and went out onto the cliff and out into the top of one of the pine trees. And then, because of the skills that he had gained during the course of this fight and his leveling, he now is able to greatly reduce fall damage. And so uh-huh. he actually basically jumped out from 30 or 35 feet up in this tree in the cliff 
And as he jumped out, scattered the alchemist fire on a line of the Naga and was able to kill and damage a number of them with this one move that he would never have been able to have done you know, a month or two before. So he did that. He's very, very quick, was able to get back. Um, but that was a, a particular assault that people saw and were amazed by for, s- cool. for such so a So he was able month. to bend the law of gravity briefly. So, to to yes. some degree. That sounds kind of like a fire moat. Slow fall. <laughs> It, uh, it definitely yeah. it was a wall of fire. Yeah. Well, they I, were talking yeah. about building a fire yeah. moat yeah. last oh. time. So that <laughs> yeah. could have been part of it. I was, yeah. that was, oh, yeah, yeah. super happy. Oh, you're right. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. But, um, so yeah, that would have been was, part of that plan then. Perhaps you were able to pull it off a different way, so yeah. to speak. And this was not you know one vial. This was like yeah. I had Truth as, as many as I could hold. Yes. It basically jumped out in a kind of martial arts crouching tiger and just sprayed these vials And I can out. see as he's leaping from the top of the wall, he's probably saying, look at me! <laughs> well, well he's being stealthy. Like, <laughs> um, yeah. uh, something else that he learned, um, he knew of a power that high-level monks in his monastery have because his monastery follows the way of the open hand. And while he cannot do it, at a high level, um, certain monks have a skill uh, that is known as the quivering palm, and it allows them essentially to, con- to master the vibrations uh, and the key inside the body of an enemy and at will essentially stop the life force of that creature. Uh, and so he saw Sensei Raishan at one point, you know, basically, meditating is not the right word, but focusing, yeah. um, Drawing con- the controlling power this, himself, holding it right? until the appropriate time, and then at will closing his hand mm-hmm. and instantly destroying the body, at least, of one of the senior Naga. So that was something that was an important cool. learning experience for him and something that he would certainly love to achieve at some point in his life. But then lastly, unfortunately, um, while Truk certainly would have been considered a hero of the battle among the younger monks, um, he's still not the highest level monk, but for his age and for his experience, he is uh, much more talented than the average monk um, and certainly ended the battle having earned a great deal of respect and love from the monks. But unfortunately... To some degree, he's lost um, at least some of the trust of his sensei because at one point during the battle, the Nagas were casting um, – some of the spellcasters were you know, putting spirit enemies inside of the monastery and all these things. And as part of it, Truk saw one of his close uh, friends, a, a young monk, uh, Michaela, and he thought that she was in danger. And he actually grabbed from a case um, Sensei Raishan's sword. He has, he has a magical sword. Um, that Truk thought would help defeat the spirit that the Naga had cast, uh, but that the monks are absolutely prohibited from touching. They're not allowed to touch Sensei's weapon under any circumstance. And so he took it, he used it, he saved her, but in the process, he not only burned his left hands, uh, the hilt of the sword burned it as soon as he picked him up, um, but also the Sensei is obviously displeased with what he had done. What happened to Michaela? <clears throat> was she saved? She was saved. I mean, okay. I got the sword. It burned me. I used it. It destroyed the spirit as I struck okay. it. Um, but I, w- it was not something that I was permitted to do. Okay. So Sensei, I, I, I mean, he respects what I did. He respects what I fought. But there's some level of distrust or yeah. disappointment with the violation. Especially of the a student of your magnitude should have done it without reaching for the weapon. Yeah. yeah clearly, you lacked confidence at a crucial moment. Exactly. And made a poor choice. Exactly. Um, but also, just for the people at home, um, in addition to the slow fall ability that um, Truk has gained, he uh, now gets an extra attack. 
which means if it's used with flurry of blows, I can actually potentially get four attacks on a turn, two two regular attacks, and then the I, two I'm unarmed looking attacks. forward to Kurt describing that. Yep. Um, That's yeah. what I'm looking forward yeah. to. My unarmed strikes, which would usually be those bonus actions, now um, count as magical for the purposes Very of overcoming nice. resistances and immunities. Um, and then when we get to level 7, I get the evasion ability, which um, lets me evade area of effect spells by anything that would have done full damage on a deck save, I only take half. And if it would have done half damage, I take no damage at all. Very nice. Which is awesome. I remember that from the Rogue previously. The Rogue used to do that. Yep. I can't remember the Monk, but and that's the, cool. Yeah, and then there's a couple other little things, but uh, significantly because I'm in the way of the open hand, um, I also now gain the ability to heal myself um, as an action. I can uh, regain hit points equal to three times my Monk level, uh, and then that regens, I think, after a long rest. Does that add a constitution modifier or just the monk level? Just monk Just monk level. level. All right, so 21 hit points, pretty good. Yeah. Not bad. Oh, sorry, I mathed quick. You mathed quick. You had to think about <laughs> it. I saw that. All right. So, um, Britt. Britt, you ready? I think so. We um, already established Elena lost her voice, so you're good. Yeah, okay. All right. Um, <laughs> Did we establish how she lost her voice? hypnotic she freaked out she freaked out well (laughs) that too yeah yeah the freaking out kind of made her a little bit hoarse and then i'm sure something nessilis did uh which nessie can figure out when it's her turn to speak (laughs) (laughs) no pressure mick um so yeah it was previously mentioned that elena did have a huge freak out um because she has weird feelings about life death and the whole concept of coming back from the dead um, which it was revealed uh, was because she, at one point, did come back from the dead. Um, there are no details on that yet. Let me let me point out, give you a second to rest your, your throat <laughs> for a moment, but <clears throat> during the, la- the waning days of the battle, it would have been then Elena, who went into the looking glass or telescope at the roof of the monastery that they use for stargazing, and etc., that you looked out and maybe you got a really big close-up of Medusa 3.0, and that could have been what freaked you out there. So you were the one that saw um, Cassily, as her proper name is, Mm -hmm. you saw her come back. Yeah. Huge freak out, Um, but that was the end of the battle. Or was towards the waning the days, of, yeah. It only yeah. lasted a half a day after that. Okay. Yeah. Um, that was her major disappointment with the battle because during her freakout, um, a monk that was under her protection did end up dying because she wasn't mentally uh, in a good enough place to have saved him. Um, things that she's proud of during this month or so of battling is at one point she um, did use her commander strike to allow Nessalus to take an attack against a monster and that would be when Nessalus learned a new spell. Did we Not say yet. which one that was? Yeah. <laughs> Not on the air yet. But she again, did something really, really cool. Again. Nessie will prompting. figure that out yeah. when it's her turn to talk. I know which one I'm voting for. Um, <laughs> um, game mechanics. Elena did learn two new, what are these things called? Maneuvers. Um, she did learn parry and trip attack. Uh, parry will allow her to reduce damage that she would have taken. Um, Excuse me. 
That was pretty so nasty. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm going to make you fight a platypus so that you can parry the platypus. Oh, very so, nice. Yeah. I'm so happy with that pun. Thank That's you. Uh, she also <laughs> learned trip attack, um, which is pretty much exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> you'll see that. You'll see that later on or hear that. What, else? Uh, what does trip uh, attack do? Gee, I I com- I'm combining it with an egg beater and a staple remover. No one will ever figure it out. <laughs> She also gained um, know a your foe. Attack? What? Know your foe. What is that? Read you have your, it. Read your cheat sheet. <laughs> Thank you. All right. We'll For get, those listening we'll get at to home, that specific piece. My husband is so wonderful. He decided that he was tired of us asking him questions so much during recording, so he made everyone little cheat sheets. Yeah, JJ and I exchanged a chat where I, w- I wanted to come up with something like that, and his idea was what you have in front of you. Uh, and if it doesn't work, we have other options. There's just no no helping us if yeah. this doesn't work. What we much. really want to get to is that when it's time to attack, you know what dice to roll. I don't know. That's what we're shooting for um, <laughs> because that's, I think, what we struggle with the most often. I'm going to attack. What do I roll? High, high hopes. High hopes yeah. for the group. Are you ready, Britt? Yeah, I think so. Go ahead. Um, I gained Know Your Enemy. <laughs> um, <laughs> Moments ago. Yes. Yes. Um if I spend at least a minute observing or interacting with another creature outside of combat, I can learn certain things about it. Cool. Which is pretty much exactly what it sounded like. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Did I just get this or have no, I had you, this? No, you've had alerts since the beginning. All right, guys. I've had a cool thing that I just found out about. No way. Did you just say she's had alerts since the beginning? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's kind of funny. The irony is not escaping me. <laughs> Um, I apparently cannot be surprised as long as I am conscious. <laughs> well, I guess we'll have to start each battle with you unconscious. So when we were sleeping... <laughs> That's pretty accurate. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So if I were the one... When we yeah. were sleeping, yeah. that we were, you know, I, each of us took turns. Yeah. You could not have been surprised during that round where I was held person, whole yeah, person. Yeah, you were successful. Yeah, faux show. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Too bad everything happened on your watch when I was unconscious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, make me feel worse. Thank you. <laughs> no, Water I mean, under the bridge. No, but here's the thing. It happened on your watch, and we still defeated the things, which means your watch was successful. So you have nice. nothing to feel bad for. Thank you. I like Aww, that. I like how she spun that. She's it was really very good. good. Very I tried to do that last time, too, and failed. Very, very smooth. Very smooth. Hey. Smooth. Hey. If I get to vote. Hold on. Can no, I, we're doing me, banishment. <laughs> Mickey was already picking really, which spell she wanted really to use liked the other for the one. commander We're not strike. doing tentacle sex. No. <laughs> but I wanted to have tentacle sex with you, Mickey. Maybe maybe this maybe this episode. Never mind, I forgot that your character's 16. Jailbait. Jailbait. <laughs> Jailbait. <laughs> and right. for those at did home. Get, did I get did I hit all of my points? <laughs> right up to the tentacle sex, yes. <laughs> I hit a lot of points during set tentacle <laughs> exactly. sex. Exactly. You went over the top. <laughs> bonus points. That was the bonus round. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> As I said off the air before we started, when yeah. I took the whole week off, I felt good listening and knowing that I was not the most perverted one in this group <laughs> because even when I wasn't here, Mickey and Britt yeah. kept it real. You're going to try <laughs> That's though, how right? we roll. That's how we roll. You're not giving up that, that title, though. No, not easily. Oh, please don't. <laughs> Anywho, so Nestleus. Oh, hey, yeah, there's another person. There's one more person. So Nestleus has become more and more um, trusting of her diary. At first, it was just a chore, and I think we're going to get a little bit into Nestleus' backstory. 
in a bit so the folks at home get to learn a bit about it. But at first it was just kind of like this chore, this thing that she knew she had to do in order to, to gain more power was to write in this yeah. wicked cool old book. <laughs> old grim, book. Grim, Grimoire. Thank you. Grimoire. Wicked cool old book. You can speak like the entire language Spanish, but you can't speak grimoire. I can't grimoire. say. Yeah, whatever. I've got quirks. <laughs> it makes me. Like it, it makes me interesting. <laughs> so, um, <sighs> as she's gained more confidence in writing this book and is start, starting to trust it more, she's gained more power, which have, has has allowed her to level up to seven. So one night, you know, she's writing in her in her her diary, and this wicked cool spell pops up, which is called banishment. So banishment allows her to do exactly what it says. She gets to banish if this creature fails on their save. She gets to banish this creature for one minute. So if they're of this plane, essentially she sends them into kind of like a a parallel plane where they're incapacitated. If they're not from this plane, she basically kicks them back home. Nice. So the wicked cool thing that she was able to do during battle was, you know, Elena... I said your name right. My God, I'm ah. so pleased. Lined up uh, a, a naga in such a way that she was able to perform this spell for the very first time, and that gave her a huge boost of confidence. Which you know she was kind of feeling a little bit down after letting everyone down, and now um, having Calamte also petrified as a oh, result yeah. of some of her actions. So she was feeling a little Oops. a little down on herself. But now she feels a little bit better. But of course, true to form, she was you know kind of a little cocky <laughs> and learned a new spell called hypnotic pattern. And yeah. after Elena's freakout on the battlefield, you know that really affected her because she sees her as you know a big sister uh, figure in her life, someone who she tries to emulate. And it kind of shook her how freaked out Elena was. So she tried to kind of hypnotize her. In order to make her feel a little bit better, but it kind of backfired on her, so so that didn't work out so hot. Oops. So she feels kind of weird about that and is like apologizing profusely to Elena. She's like, "I'll do your laundry for a week. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Don't hate me." And uh, the last thing that happened was, you know, we've spent quite a bit of time in this monastery, and we all know of her kind of like holding her little secret torch for Truk. Uh, for a while, even though, you know, he's always rebuffed her and just kind of seen her as this annoying little kid kind of following her around. She still has the little chip of hair that she knocked (laughs) off of his statue. But um, she was, (laughs) while he was practicing his way of the open palm with Michaela, she kind of (laughs) walked, (laughs) was taking a walk and kind of stumbled upon them and saw that and her little heart was crushed. And she's just like, oh, God, he really doesn't love me. He's, he's not just playing hard to, d- to get. So she's finally over it and kind of finished growing up and let go of that little bit of a, that, that childhood just, what's that word, um, infatuation. Yeah, that would be a good with his, puppy love. Her yeah. little puppy love with Chuk is finally, she's, she's willing to let that go and is willing to, to actually focus attention on growing up and and refining her craft as a warlock some other things that she gained is um she took the way of the actor so she gained masks of many faces so now she can basically cast illusions to make herself look humanoid and kind of change her appearance a bit so that's going to be interesting she can also mimic characters or people okay 
after cool. hearing them and interacting them with them for a while. So I think she's going to be a little more. Well, we'll see how how it, how it works out. But she has the potential of being more of a self stealthy stealthy uh, sort of spy ish person. Neat. Awesome. Does anyone have anything else from the battle that they want to bring up? Yeah. All right. Uh, before we get on to Nestalis's, um uh, portion to start us off on the adventure, one of the things that will come out of the battle after a day or so where the Naga have disappeared and it is presumed they are not coming back, the general consensus is they are gone for now. Um, Sensei Rayshon will, because he's currently not speaking to Truk, um, will direct Michaela to lead you to the, um, the monastery's treasures where the, the group, the, the four characters, are going to be able to choose a couple items out of what is there. And the way we are going to do this on air is we're actually going to roll up these magic items randomly right off the bat. So uh, none of this is predetermined. We're going to see how it works out and see what we end up with. The first thing I want to do is I want each person to be able to get one magic item from the magic item table C. Now, this is the things like spells and scroll, uh, scrolls of spell, spell scrolls, gosh, um, potions, uh, things like that. This is on page 145, JJ. Yep. What do you want us to roll? So what I want for this Get table, it is a 100. Thank is this you. in the um, DMG or the... This is in the Dungeon Master Guide, page 145. Now, JJ has a copy of the DMG there, so after you roll it, We'll get the stats out of that while I keep my copy over here. Okay. Okay. So what I want to do is I want to have each person roll one time for this table, and then we're going to move on to a different table where we roll four items, and then once we have them, people can decide which is best for whom. But for this one, you'll just grab, you know, there's a one box, a grab bag <coughs> of different things, and each person can roll individually here. We'll see what we turn up with. All right, so... Go Brittany, the, go ahead and roll first. All right. What's that your is a 75. All right. 75 I'm is... I'm in the top quarter. Elixir of Health. Yep. Oh. So you write that down, Britt, on your sheet, right. Elixir of Health. And once we are through with this, um, right. JJ can give you some of the stats. On. Kurt? My turn? Yep. Kurt, roll that <laughs> Kurt's Sorry, I was just reaching for the nuts. <laughs> Kurt's the grabbing some nuts. <laughs> All right, here we go. No whammies, no whammies, no whammies. Stop, stop at $10,000. 71. 71. Hmm. That's a spell scroll of the fifth level. Wow, I not, wow. nobody can actually cast that yet, but it's something you can take a along with A fifth level you. scroll. Now wait, yeah. would I, so even though I'm not a magic user, I can use a you scroll? Just, you, no, you'll hold on to it for now. Right. Um, we'll write that down. I'll figure out what the spell is. I think to make it useful, we'll make it a, um, a sorcerer or wizard like spell. Plus so two ammunition. Plus two ammunition? Yep. Oh, cool. But we don't have Who anybody that? that can sling anything. Me. Okay. Um, and then for myself. Elena has a bow, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. I think I might I mean, have Alyssa. Maybe. <laughs> 57 for myself. I missed what happened. He called you Alyssa. We got potion of heroism. We got plus two ammunition. So write down, if you would, plus two arrows. Twenty plus two arrows, Mickey. Is that that's what you would. Twenty plus two yeah. arrows. What was that? Potion of heroism for myself. All right. So now these are just some items that we're laying around. The others are, we are going to go from 
Um, I think we're doing magic item table G. Okay. Because that is the plus two stuff. Yep. Um, and we are going to go both with the left side and the right side. Because the left, well, uh, are we? Hold on, let me see. Left side. Well, that's, that's how you get to pull 100. Strong side. That is all the way through. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yep. yep. So I was looking at a different one, too. Okay. So how scrolls work. what we're going to do here is everyone's going to roll, but we'll assign the things to the right people as they come up. And once we roll what it is, we will then also move on to rolling the, um, uh, the features about it, who had created it. And these are the items from page 142 and 43. Right. So, so we'll do that. Are we, roll up? are we rolling percentage dies again? It yep. is percentage, yeah. Thank you. Um, she got a 10. Okay. No. No. Is that 100? That's 100. That's oh. Wings of Flying. Yeah, 100%. Wings wow. of Flying. Awesome. That's wings of Flying. Dude. That may be a cool monk thing, actually. At the end of the flight, you can just fall. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> that's awesome. So make sure that's written down. Yep. Wings of Flying. Who's up next? Uh, Kurt. Picture me rolling. They hate it. Yeah, that's you. <laughs> what you rolling there, buddy? 45. That is studded leather. Glamoured studded leather. Glamoured studded leather. I can't wait. We have to look up what glamoured is. Glamoured studded leather. Mickey. I think that's the first time you've ever referenced a song and I've understood the reference. (laughs) Mantle of spell resistance. That's pretty cool. Mantle of spell resistance. For my sale. 69. Just kidding. That's a nine. 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 That's a plus two weapon. (coughs) Woohoo. So what we can do for that is let's look at, at least on a sur- on its surface, the things we got. So, JJ, if you want to flip quick to Wings of Flying, see what they actually do. I will look at Glamoured Armor, at least I'm going to try quickly. And we are going to figure out who these things should go to. Glamoured Studded Leather. While wearing this, you get a plus one to AC. You can also use a bonus action to speak the armor's command word and cause it to assume the appearance of a normal set of clothing or other kind of armor. So it is leather, studded leather armor that you can make look like any other clothing or other armor. Hmm. Doesn't Fair help enough. me since I can't wear right. or don't wear armor. Who would wear that? That would be Brittany, who actually cool. uses studded leather armor. There you go. So the glamoured studded leather would go to Brit. So let's write these down because we're going to do its features after this. So Brittany gets the glamoured studded armor. And if you want to put on there, Brit, 172, that's the page number if we need to reference it right. again. Uh, so Wings of Flyer, Flying has a typo in it. I'm going to speak this typo when, cool. it, when we get to it. It's on page 214. While wearing this cloak... You can use an action to speak its command word. Dish turns the cloak into a pair of bat wings or bird wings on your back for one hour or until you repeat the command word as an action. The wings give you a flying speed of 60 feet. When they disappear, you cannot use them again for one die 12 hours. Who wants to fly? I still think it'd be cool for the monk, Fly. considering the yeah. other two things. What are the other two things? It's a spell, a mantle of spell resistance, I think, and a plus two weapon that I'm sure is going to end up with JJ. I, mean, I, so I, I should probably take those. You, yeah. could, you could fly, buddy. And then when the flying wears off, you just fall. I can, that's awesome. That's pretty damn cool. That is pretty cool. So, right, uh, Kurt, you want to write I'm Wings be able of to be Flying? Like Hawkman. Write Wings sure. of Flying, page 214. Oh, got it. Falcon. Oh, yeah, you've got your computer. <clears throat> And then the mantle, JJ, you got that one? Uh, I did not sp- 
turn to it. Let me do that real quick. Right. That was mental, mental of spell resist. resistance to be good for. Mental for spell making. resistance. Yeah, I, I always think. I'm not sure why, but I always think of the magic user wearing that. Craziness. Oh right? yeah. Well, you have advantage on saving throws against spells while you wear the cloak. I like. There you it. go. Which is good. It's a very people simple. People trying one. to break your concentration. Exactly. Especially since I have, have a lot of right? yeah. yeah, I have a lot of concentration. And then JJ, what kind of weapon do you want it to be? That's what it will be. It will be a great sword. Okay, but I don't know what kind of great sword. A no, it's, really, it's a, really, it's a great really, really, it's a really, really, really great one. Really cool. Great sword. All right, Got now there before you could, you did. Uh, we'll start with you again, Britt. We're going to have uh, uh, first a d20 roll to find the origin of this, and I'll give you something. You need to write this down because I'm going to go back to you guys later to send me this information. Okay. So roll a d20. Uh, thirteen. Thirteen. Uh, and what was the item you got again? Glamoured studded armor. All right. So the armor, um, it is parts of the armor. Maybe the studs on it are made from fish scales. And um, uh, th- this is really shiny, nice stuff. Okay. Shiny. And possibly um, shells, like hardened shells for some of the studs. This is, um, it was originally created by a water elemental. Dude, you're Aquaman. Okay. So you have okay. elemental water. Not what I'm drinking. From water <laughs> elemental. Yeah. Uh, that is the trait itself. Now roll a D8. Still me? Yep. yep. Yes, you. Okay. We're going to do four different things. This is okay. a detail from its history. Eight. An eight. All right. So, um, so as part of it... There is a symbol that you don't understand, like some kind of rune right on one of the shoulders. We'll say the left shoulder. Mm-hmm. But there's a clear symbol there, and what you had rolled was symbol of power. So it was clearly special to somebody at some point in time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now a D20. This is going to give it a minor property. 19. A 19... That kind of makes sense. The minor property is illusion. It is imbued with illusion magic, and I'll um, I'll read more of it afterwards when it matters. Right now, just write illusion. And lastly, this is what quirk it has. We're going to give everybody a quirk as well because I I want to have fun with this. This is a D twelve. They have they found a use for that twelve sided die. Holy crap! I can't remember if I've ever rolled this before. You did now. It was a three. A three. <coughs> I don't want to roll that one again. <laughs> the quirk is covetous. The item's bearer becomes obsessed with material wealth. Oh, great. That was the only thing that my character didn't want. <laughs> but you will, you will probably notice it is happening because of the armor, and we'll find a way for you to fight it. If you want to, of course. My Kurt, character is suddenly... Your wings. Like it's this. time for the wings. A d20 to start it off. All right, d20. Nine. A nine is those. Uh, oddly enough, those wings are of dwarven craftsmanship. What? I'm confused. Yes. There are dwarven runes worked into the design. That's weird. They needed to yeah. fly too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sometimes when Dwarves you're mining and the light forge too. is out. Yeah. I mean, come on. And now a D eight for a detail from its history. This is. It's a cloak. Is that how it started? Uh, yep. Was it a cloak? Yeah. It's a cloak. Yeah. But it must be magical. Do our dwarves do magic? Yes. Oh, yeah. Dwarves sure. make it's the majority of the magical items. There's Seven. lots of magical stuff in this world. Okay. All right, here we go. 
He doesn't want seven. Uh, I got a seven. It's, he got a seven anyway. All right. The the keyword for this is sinister. Uh oh. Okay. And I'll work out the rest of that. But you just make sure you record that for me. I'll work out something of it. Uh, Then you have a D20 for its minor property. 20. 20. All right. So you're actually going to get two minor properties because for a 20, you you roll twice, re-rolling any additional 20s. So you're going to get two. What is this first one? 15. Well, let me do that one first. The 15, the keyword is unbreakable. This item can't be broken. Special means must be used to destroy it. Okay. And then I roll again? Yep. <clears throat> we have to throw three. it into the volcano. A three, conscientious. When you wear it, if you undertake a malevolent ap- uh, act, the item enhances pangs of conscience. Conscience, Troop, not conscious. Be doing conscience. Too many malevolent so things. it's like yeah. Jiminy Cricket. So yes, it is like Jiminy, Cr- Jiminy Cricket yeah. on your shoulder. Well, yeah. It's sinister and conscientious at the same time. Well, Ooh. there's reasons. I'm yeah. going to make them up. <laughs> is sinister the major property? It is uh, a detail from its history. Yeah, detail from its history. What I will tell you when that comes up, when I make it up, it will be what happened in its past. Now, a maybe D12. that's why it has a super conscious. A D12 for the quirk. What you got? A 10. A 10 is possessive. Uh-oh. This item demands attunement when first wielded or worn. So perhaps that's why when you grabbed it, it immediately made you keep it, even though we were thinking this about This friggin' thing is the ring. It is. And it will not allow you to attune to other items. Ah. Oh. So it's we'll like have to figure that out if it comes up. It's like uh-huh. a jealous lover. Mm-hmm. So possessive. I really appreciate you being the one to say that, Nessie. Although presumably I can just get rid of it if I don't uh, want it. Possibly. Right. It's unbreakable. No, no. You can't kill it. Yeah. <laughs> it's unbreakable. Well, special uh, means can be used to destroy it. And it's but you don't want to. I have to take it to Mordor. But it's conscientious. I already made that joke. <laughs> when you try oh, to do something crazy to kill it, the conscientiousness makes you feel bad about it. And then so the sinister part of it. <laughs> it is like a jealous I'm gonna like a, I'm going to be like a schizophrenic. Yes. <laughs> Um, JJ, you want to go up next? Sure. All right. Roll that D20 for who created it or was intended to use it. That is a three. A three is uh, human. human. It was created during the heyday of a fallen human kingdom. Makes sense. This may actually be something from your past that you're not sure of yet. That could be cool. Yeah. All right. A D8. Eight for detail from its history. I have an eight. An eight. So it also has a symbol of power. And we'll go right there now. It is a symbol you recognize from Ashkarath. Ashkarath? Okay. Ashkarath. You're not sure what the symbol meant. It's been a long time. But it is a symbol from your history. All right. And symbol we got a D20. Power. Yeah. A 12. A 12 is whenever this is songcraft. Whenever this item is struck or used to strike a foe, its bearer hears a fragment of an ancient song. Also, nice. So an old Ask Karath, maybe Death Hymn or something. Oh, a theme song. A theme song. <laughs> You're going to have your own soundtrack. But only you can hear it. <coughs> and uh, three. A three covetous. is covetous. You become obsessed with material wealth. Even more so. Fantastic. Because the power of capitalism. Yes. I know I don't want one coin anymore. I want two. <laughs> By the power of capitalism. Nesolis. D20? D20 to start. 18. 16. 18 is what? giant. Oh, this sorry. Just kidding. That was a 16. Son of a... Fae. <laughs> so it has fey. a fey origin. 
Ooh, it's a smooth, exquisitely mm. crafted from the finest materials and glows with a pale radiance <gasps> in the moonlight. Does it glow in the moon? Yeah. So like it's actually, eyes. it also will shed dim light in a five foot radius in the moonlight. Oh, fantastic. So it's a giant beacon to where I'm standing. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Any metal is also silver or mithril. We'll say mithril. What? Yeah. What's next? Now roll a D8, D8 for a detail from its history. Seven. Uh, seven sinister as well. People so everyone rolled seven. seven or eight for yeah, the detail great. from history. Okay, <clears throat> I'll, I'll come up with stats for the rest. I'll come up with the um, the other thing a D20 uh, or what now? the sinister means after. Yeah, just make sure you're 14. writing it down for me. Fourteen, correct. Temperate. It means it's warm. Yeah, you suffer no harm in temperatures as cold as negative twenty degrees or as warm it as one hundred and twenty. Warm and cool. So it's from 20 degrees to one... Negative 20 to 120. Sweet. No harm from those temperatures. And the last one is another 12. Eight. Eight is muttering. This item grumbles and mutters. Fantastic. The item itself? A creature who listens carefully to the item may learn something useful. I I will probably use that if you remember it. Not tonight, mind you, but sometime later. You might be listening and hearing the muttering of the uh, mantle so wait on a minute. shoulders. Now she's got a diary that talks to her. And a and cloak. a cloak yeah. that talks to her. Yeah. I don't need friends. Well, you you think gave her the cloak. She doesn't need any friends. Gonna she's, have some issues. she's wearing all of her friends. Well, I'm thinking now that she also can disguise herself as a, any other humanoid. Uh-huh. Maybe Truth might be a little more interested. Possibly. Get, get no, she's over you know? still I know, 16. <laughs> she's I'm over like 19. She she might have aged a little bit since. I yeah. mean, she has to have aged a month. At least seven. But she had just month. turned 16. Oh. I'm not that much older than her. I mean, I'm, I'm like 19 or 20, right? Something and when you're looking for some tail, she's the only one in the group. Uh, when you're looking for some tail, she's the only one in the group. Tail, I get it. Uh, yeah, tiefling, tail. Uh, and uh, uh, <laughs> Thank you. I'll be here all week. <laughs> all right. So those are pieces of um, of the monks' treasures, the things that they have collected over the years. And what I will do is I will um, ask you guys to remember, send me what you got and the keywords that I gave you in an email. I'll make up a story for it, and we'll recount those the next okay. time. So when, the, uh, when you find them and present them to the sensei as what you're taking, he will have told you a little bit about what they know from these items. Now, okay. now, in addition to that, I want each person to also be able to um, to have, let's say, two healing potions with them. Sweet. So write that down. Just a standard healing potion. I think it's 2d4 plus 1. I think it's the number. <clears throat> so it's not a lot, but what it is what the monks will spare um, because I believe you guys are about to go off on an adventure. 2d4 plus 1 each. I think it is. Someone might want to look it up to be sure, but I'm pretty sure a regular healing potion is 2d4 plus 1. That's eight healing potions that they, were, they parted with. That's quite a bit. Well, they're able to make more. Okay. They just need time to do it. And since you guys helped out, and again, you're presumably going off on an adventure. Adventure time. Yeah. So we're going to continue that now. If, uh, Mickey, you would bring up the things that Nestleus learned towards the end of the battle. <coughs> So towards the end of the battles, Nestleus was um, writing in her diary, and she's recounting her story. Again, she tells them, tells her diary how heartbroken she is 
about Truk and um, Michaela. She has at least one little tear fall on the page. One tear falls on the page, and the diary's consoling her and says, there, there, it's okay. Then she's like, I'm so excited about my new spells and my banish, and I look forward to practicing them some more, and I hope you have more guidance. When all of a sudden the diary kind of vibrates on her lap, that could go bad. Um, <laughs> and it, it, it moves in alarm. It moves in alarm. Thank you. And I would say says, alert, but you wouldn't get it for like seven levels if it was alert. <laughs> 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 I appreciate you. Uh, Thank you. Lord. Anyway. <laughs> so I'm so sorry. Anyway. Um, so the diary all of a sudden tells her Detalion is coming. For you, you must yep. go and seek the Fey Oracle. The secret grove S- of the Fey Oracle is the only place you can defend oh, yourself. Thank you. The secret grove of the so Fey Oracle. I wrote the diary stuff, so I, I kind of remember Is it. the only place yeah. you can save yourself. Yep. And those are the last words that the diary gives yep. her. The demon is coming for you soon. The demon is coming for you. And of course, the, it, no matter how quickly you could try and show it to somebody else, they can't read. No one else it's can special see it writing because it's for me yeah. only. So of course she like flips out <laughs> and goes, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Alida!" <laughs> I'm sorry. Can I just interrupt? You know, no. teenagers write on letters for your eyes only. Mm-hmm. Your diary is literally that for your eyes only. Mm-hmm. You are. The epitome of teenager. Yep. Just for me. That's right. No, I'm sorry. So she looks uh, out and goes, Elena, Elena, look <laughs> no. at this. And then, of course, she's like, I don't see anything. Nestleus, <laughs> I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> and Elena just, and Nestleus is like, Poor no, no, Elena no. would be so freaked out. She'd be like, oh, my God, what? <laughs> She'd squeak, too, <laughs> making you feel even worse. Speaking of freaked out, I'm just reading, rereading my cool stuff. I misspoke earlier. Flurry of Blows gives, after my attack, gives me two unarmored strikes. So Tell now I get potentially get six. No, mm-hmm. four. You get two attacks. Boop, boop. And then you can do Flurry of Blows as a bonus action. So two more. Boop, boop. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I can't do two Flurry of Blows. No. Correct. <laughs> Turns out you didn't mis- misspeak earlier. You misspoke now. I did. Yeah. I'll just go back to my corner. <laughs> <laughs> go back in your corner and, and read your book. Where was I? So you were uh, yeah, bringing so your concerns bringing my concern to up Elena. to Elena, yeah. and Elena then says, "Calm down, Nessie. It's not that big a deal." And just like it, my book is, my diary has never done this before. This is like serious. I it's I know it's trying to tell me something. I just I don't understand what it means. What demon? What is she? Ta- what is the diary what talking did about? It, say? it said, "The demon is coming for you. I must seek." Say it again, diary. Let me. I was actually going to write it here and hand it to you. Um, the diary, over the last couple of days of the battle, issues several warnings to mm-hmm. um, Nessalus. <clears throat> the first is um, that Dantalian is coming for you soon. Um, and the <coughs> second is the demon will be here soon. Be ready. And the last is, you must seek the secret grove of the Fey Oracle. It is the only place you can defend yourself. Mm-hmm. When was the last warning given? Uh, just, just now. now. <laughs> just when she freaked no. out. That for me? As far as, um, ah, you, you said you. that was during the month-long battle? It was the last couple of days. The last couple of yeah. days. 
was that, so is this after the battle is over and we've gotten the weapons and everything, or is this still before? Them? After, so okay. we're we're the just last so as of right now, we are free to do something about it. Yes. we're not caught up with yeah. Spirit Naga and no, correct? Because I mean, we, we've we've okay. collected our gear, right? We're well, we're ready. Yeah, to, we're, my we're, concern we're basically was it was said that it, that was during the battle, which would be before what we were just talking about. Nope. Oh, no. But now we're back to after what we were just talking about. We're after the battle. Okay. okay. Let's so wake the help. others. What do I do? Wake the others. We have to go. Hey, Calamity. Yo. Wake up. <laughs> Yo. 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 Is he sleeping with his new weapon? I am. <laughs> and his old one? And his old one. Ooh. Calamity, my book has issued a warning, and I don't know what it means. Perhaps you do, since you were so wise, oh, Calamity. Wow. Warning? Dang. <laughs> Trish didn't pay enough attention to her. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of warning? It says, it the things. Italian is coming for me. It said, the demon is coming for I me. Almost and finished writing it. It said <laughs> that I have to go to the... Lost no, the oracle. <laughs> I have a horrible short-term memory, Very you guys. Small. There you go, your diary. I have to seek the secret grove of the Fae Oracle. It's the only place I can defend myself. Do you know where this Fae Oracle is? Of course not. I wouldn't be asking you if I knew what Dear it was. diary. It should have been gone already. God. The diary won't tell me anything else. Do you know who Dantalion is? Of course. Uh, which will part you, of I have absolutely it, no idea. Will what your, this um, does the name ring a bell for me? No. Will does, your, does it? Robe what you. do you know? Uh, this would be an intelligence roll. So let's do an intelligence roll here. And I've got a DC set for this. As she describes this to anybody, they are uh, welcome to roll against my DC. Um, have you found the truke yet, or you're just uh, uh, harassing these two? I'm just so harassing far? these two uh, so far. Uh, that gives me a 15. Okay. Um so I am going to give you a little bit of information. You know, uh, that name rings a bell insofar as um, in training as a paladin, the holy parts that you didn't pay that much attention to, Dantalion was the name of a demon. Oh, wow. Okay. Definitely like really get? big, badass, like opposing good gods kind of demon. Okay. What number did you get? I got a 15. You got a 23. Oh, oh snap. snap. So you paid more attention in early paladin school. Yeah. Because you were a paladin at one point that Briefly. maybe other people don't know about yet, but I'm saying it because I know. Um, Dantalion is a trickster demon who is often uh, found uh, roaming the earth in various disguises harassing humans. Great. He's also very bad as well. Okay. What I wanted to know is how to get to the fairy thing. Uh, well, it's too late for that. I was going against the other one. Okay. You'll have to roll the other one next. Okay. The Fey Oracle? Yeah. <laughs> trying to look up. Uh, I don't know anything. Okay. Do you remember my profession? It was a six. Six. Six, you there. don't. So there's, there's probably an oracle somewhere. So do you, tell, do you say this to me? Of course. <laughs> so a trickster demon, why the heck would a trickster demon be coming for me? I didn't do anything. I mean, maybe the, that's why the deal with now, the the deal with the hypnosis wasn't that bad, was it? <laughs> now you're good. That's kind of funny. <laughs> and I mean, we helped um, Truk out. I don't get it. 
Why are they coming for me? What did I do? Wine, wine, complain, complain. So this is this is a trickster demon ultra bad guy dude. Uh <clears throat> as a tiefling, you're aware that one of your parents is a demon. What are you talking about? Uh what do you mean a demon? You're also in a place that has libraries and people of great knowledge as well. <laughs> Take my hand, come with me. <laughs> We're gonna go find books and stuff. <laughs> what are Wait, you? They know how to read, right? Yeah, True. They are um, talking in the hallways, passing your room as they're headed. Is on Michaela the way to the in there with you? Over your shoulder. Is Trick, Michaela in there? <laughs> Trick, we're going to go look at some books. I need your help. Just, she's just a friend. Okay, and she, can you be bothered to join us I now, I don't care Trick? who she is. I need your help. A friend oh. with open hand benefits? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a monk. Yeah? I'm coming with Alyssa, Alana, Elena. Helena. Helena? For the record. Start with Elena. For the record. No, I, I know said it's Elena, right? You did. Which is why everyone else is saying it wrong. <laughs> Schmucks. The thing is, you're going to confuse her, and she's going to go back to it, so stop. Yeah. Like how I started uh, calling you Turk last time, because she couldn't say Turk. Right. right. I'm like a five-year-old. <laughs> I didn't say that. You implied it. Turk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, Truk, you're kind of familiar with the uh, library at the, the monastery. of the library. It uses the monkey decimal system. Yes. All right. <laughs> yes. Yes. The worst sound to try to make when you have no voice. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, what do you got? What do you want to look up? What? What? I mean, <laughs> do you want to fill Truk in on what's going on? I'm not because he to him. he's just been harassed for sleeping with a girl. I'll tell him. Thank you. I wasn't sleeping. With her. <laughs> Elena, can you I please hesitating. tell? Truk I will what's update going on. our mother. <laughs> you're standing right next to him. Can you tell him <laughs> that guy over there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, I can show you the library and what's where. And yes. It's not It's not a particularly extensive library. The monks, we value simplicity, so mm-hmm. we keep only the most important texts. Exactly. So we do have okay. texts that cover a number of subjects, but it is not a large library. Okay. Um, I'm going to explain to you that what I know is that Nessie's diary... Thank you. Nessie's <laughs> diary was talking to her. Again. Again. <laughs> She's the only one who can see this. Of course. Hey! Uh, you didn't see that. <laughs> Neither did any of our listeners. <laughs> she made the crazy symbol. Um, her diary told her that there is a trickster demon, Dantalian, mm-hmm. coming for her. Um, and what I mentioned to her is that she is a tiefling, which means she is part demon, and she doesn't understand. Are there any books on the subject of demons or uh, yes. question mark question mark question mark yes there are several actually several there's works. one on the origin of species <laughs> so <laughs> when a mommy demon written, written by <laughs> Lawrence Darwinian <laughs> uh, yes and I, I would be able to point those out to you. you so what does a player's handbook say about tieflings that would be, be a good um, place to That look. might be uh, an interesting read out loud if it is applicable. Uh, I am not reading anything out loud. Well, not you. <laughs> I would be happy to do that. Dragon Thank you. Lord. As the monk looks 
at the shelves, the ancient volumes, he finds the tome from Wizards of the Coasts. (laughs) There you go. You have it, Mickey? The fifth edition. Yes. So if you want to read um, maybe a couple of the paragraphs out loud, it would be what you would find in this tome of knowledge. So... Infernal bloodline. Tieflings are derived from human bloodlines, and in the broadest possible sense, they will look human. However, their infernal heritage infernal heritage, has left a clear imprint on their appearance. Tieflings have large horns that take any of a variety of shapes. Some have curling horns like a ram, others straight and tall horns like a gazelle's, and some spiral upward like an antelope's horns. They have thick tails, four to five feet long, which lash or coil around their legs when they get upset or nervous. Their canine teeth are sharply pointed and their eyes are solid colors. Blah, blah, blah. Skin tones cover the full range. Yada, yada, yada. Hair cascading down. Nestless, Nestless. I think you missed the more important part, which you'll see above says that. I'm not speaking to you. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Um. They suffer insult in the street and see the mistrust and fear in every eye. To twist a knife, tieflings know that this is because of a pact struck generations ago. In, uh, because a pact struck generations ago infused the essence of Asmodeus, overlord of the nine hells, into their bloodline. Or Asmodeus, I never know how you're supposed to say that. Good enough. Their appearance and their nature are not their fault, but the result of an ancient sin for which they and their children and their children's children will always be held accountable. But what does that mean? Any of you can explain it to her if you like. That means your daddy was a demon. What are you talking about? I mean, about? assuming that we already know her mother's not a demon. What are you talking about? Mom said that I was the result of a blessing from... Uh, I'm blanking on her name. Lalara or something like that. Lalara. It sounds good. Lalara. It is. That's what it was. Lalara. Mom told me that she prayed to the goddess Lalara... And the goddess Lalara granted her desire to be a mom, and that's how I came about. And she said, that's why I look different from all the other boys and girls. I see. <clears throat> Your mother Elena, was a very skilled liar. Elena is going to hug Nessie Aww. and just Aww. pet her hair <laughs> and her horns <laughs> and her hair, just quietly pointing out the obvious. <laughs> Okay, what other information do you want to find out, if you even want to find out anymore? I'm, like, very traumatized right now. It very well could be. It's petting. earth-shattering revelations. This is earth-shattering <laughs> revelations for her. It wouldn't have to be that her father was a demon, right? But that it's in the bloodline? Is that right? Unless it's in her mother's bloodline. As far as she knows, her mom's a human. Well, that's a human. And you knew your grandmother on your mother's side. Yeah, that's correct. So. Also human. It was also human. Here's a good chance that the demon came from the other half. Now, I'm not saying that this is the and demon. The mother Mostly thinks that I this is remember. some kind of immaculate conception. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> That's a, what she told me. From a god. <clears throat> Don't disillusion her. Okay. She'll figure it out on her own time. Um just So the, the other the other half of the, the library. <laughs> the other half of the equation is this Fae circle or Fae Oracle. Um, do we? Do I know of any powerful fate oracles? Oh, Let's, do you have maps? Yeah, there would be maps of some types, as well as some basic 
uh, information in there, and this is where we get to more roles. Let's do anybody who's going to look something up or consult their own knowledge <clears throat> would give me an intelligence role. Nestlis is not willing to do that. I have a 19 for figuring out by no, uh, remember, any bait or I have a natural 20, a nice. natural 6 on my D6. Wow. Plus one is a 27. I know everything <laughs> except how to Gosh, talk. Gosh, yeah, I guess. Um, you can't roll any better than that. So Literally. So uh, Calamte found the right book, and Elena oh, pretty much read it. it like speed reading, right? Um, the place to to start looking is halfway across the world there is a when it talks about groves um, her her message talked about the secret grove of a fey oracle Um, which happens to be on the the map the reference you have is um, druids throughout the lands druids are also called oracles and they are the only ones that maintain groves. And their groves are bastions of nature. And it kind of makes sense that that would be a place to defend yourself. Um, and as far as you know, the most powerful would be found about halfway across the world to the east. I see. Yes. Uh, how do we procure mm. steeds? Steeds. steeds. And on that bit of information, we're going to wrap up this session of Adventures from the Shed, and we'll pick up with some of those clues on our next session. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Bye. Happiness. Enjoy your voice. As the battle at the monastery wanes, Nessalus receives ominous warnings from her diary. Sharing this information with her companions, they begin to fill in some blanks from the young warlock's past. Thanks for joining us. The preceding podcast was brought to you by Shedcast. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com.